up? Welcome back, everybody, wow. to the Free Your Frequency podcast, episode number five. And oh gosh, with our hosts, and also me, Dr. Sadie, I'm back again. Such Surprise. a fast trip to Wisconsin. Wow, how was your flight? <laughs> that was so fast. So glad we chartered that Gulfstream 650 for you. Oh, my God. It really was a blessing. Thanks for that. It was only 25000 Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Casual. Actually, it would be way more than that. Business write-off. Well, we, we had to do a t- part two because... Yeah. We had more questions. We had more questions, and we were rolling, and so now we're about to keep rolling because we got more, guys. Oh, my God. Okay, Limp Biscuit. <laughs> Just going to keep rolling, 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 rolling. <laughs> okay. All right. Moving oh, on God. to the serious stuff. Okay. Are you guys ready for another question? Welcome Absolutely. back, everybody. Yes. I just love you. I didn't say that. Love you. Yeah. I think we all did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. How are we feeling, guys? Like Episode right? five. It's a happy Friday. So yeah. I, I feel like we didn't ask this on the first. How's everyone's Cinco. week? I feel like we should oh, break it down right. real quick. It's been a great week. It's been Thanks. actually a really good week, I feel like. Productive week, yeah. Yeah. Minus the 105 degrees. Oh, all my word. Gosh, how's that? I know. Different. <laughs> okay, well, it's still pretty it gross like in Wisconsin. In, yeah. It's like GB up there. Like, High 80s, low 90s. Oh, yeah. Okay. But literally, like, <laughs> when the I text 15, <laughs> 20 degree swing is. I, like, hopped out. I hopped out of the airport, right? Your mom picks me up yeah. from the airport. Second time meeting the lady. She's super sweet. And that tunnel <laughs> hall like, is probably terrible. <gasps> it's really hot out here. <laughs> literally, what I said. Like, I was when like, I just I'm really sorry. I'm 20 <laughs> minutes later than you thought. I'm really sweaty. I'm just not even going to hug you. I'm just going to get I'm just going to get Oh, in. my God. When I just drove to Edibund, like, to that time where I feel like I was in a short drive, you know, and the air doesn't even get no, to the point. Get, like, no. so I was just, by the time I got back, I was just sweating bad because yeah. in the car, it's like, doesn't even get cool enough. Yeah. Oh, why and would you just, wear a sweater? It's I don't, but because it's freezing in this place. Oh, true. On the right side. This feels like the this side. This side. The left side. This is black. And so I get cold unless I'm in the back scan room, which we know how that goes back there. <laughs> you guys have a room that doesn't have good There's air quality? This one. Yes. No, no, no. Too. That's why the well, wall the, thing is there. The, the back unit. scan room, though, is... The back right scan room has window. a lot of windows. You see the window? So it gets pretty oh. cool. <laughs> There's an air unit oh in there. Yeah. Not the first week when we got it, we brought it in. People were like... Oh my goodness, is the AC out? We're like, no, we just need extra help. Yeah. Yeah. A little baby AC going out there just doesn't do it. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, let's dive in again. Um, Let's see. Let's see. What are some natural ways to boost my kids' immunity and support their overall wellness during the cold and flu season? Mm -hmm. Cold and flu season is definitely not right now. Yeah. It's not real. It's later on. But But coming up. Probably not real. (laughs) No, I I always love this question because people always Mm -hmm. ask us and we put it on the screen and give our like supplement recommendations. Yep. But number one, getting your child or yourself adjusted. Both. Yes. 100%. That is number one. Um, And then we were just talking about this on the little bit of a break, but not being such a germ free kid is a number one. That's my number one rule. Yeah. Every kid gets sick. Yeah, and we like and let, let them fight it on their own yeah. and overcome it. Yes, why? Because it actually <laughs> builds their immune system. Absolutely. So you have to yeah. have adaptation to build resilience. And that's what kind of like we talked about on the last episode. Like, as kids get older, they become more resilient, so they mm-hmm. can take more stuff mm-hmm. on. When they're infants, they're I mean, they need you. That's why you're there as a mom, right? Um, but yeah, at the beginning, let don't. 
have them in a bubble. Mm-hmm. We've yeah. seen that through COVID. Mm-hmm. Like Prime whenever example. we first came mm-hmm. out of COVID, how sick people got because it they had been still happening. Inside. Still yeah, happening for sure. For you take two to three years of a ch- a young kid's life and you cover the groceries in Clorox yeah. and you cover <laughs> you know every every foreign surface. Actually, not yeah. even foreign. Surfaces in your own freaking home. Yes. You cover everything in some kind of antibacterial mm-hmm. soap mm-hmm. or whatever. What you're literally doing is wiping out all of those bacteria, all of those viruses, all of those things that kids... I mean, there's billions all around us just breathing here right yeah. now, right? But you think the Clorox wipe's going to just really get it gone. Nope. And you're, you're truly just setting your kids up for failure because it's yeah. incredibly toxic shit. Yeah, and then you're you're just depleting their their gut. When well, your body can't just, adapt to yeah. it, yeah. so it yeah. can't learn that resilience, and mm-hmm. then it gets sick, and then mm-hmm. it's sicker than ever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, we're still seeing like allergies and immune issues and stuff going into summer, and people are like, I just don't know why, and I'm like, well, your gut biome is still building back up, yeah. and there's probably some other stuff floating yeah, around I think in you the need air. To know- the UFOs. Um, <laughs> I saw you looking at his I was, shirt. I was. I Tell everyone, please. So what is what is what is the shirt? It's just my space shirt. I do love this shirt. The government's dropping their UFO stuff this week. So, so he had yeah, to. So, he had to wrap. This might this might get know. edited out. But truly, we are sh- now that the government thinks that the UFOs, they're going to be like these are real. No, I don't believe in them. Yeah, 100%. Okay, yeah, I'm, I okay. can, yeah, I get that. I get that. <laughs> Squirreling back. We don't believe anything. I think. Um, I think. When building your child's immune system naturally, first, I think you need to know what their immune system is more than anything, right? Like, yep. it's it's a reaction to things. Mm-hmm. It's your protective yeah. uh, armor against the outside mm-hmm. world, right? Mm-hmm. So, we and we talk about this. I know Sadie does, too. Like, there's different types of your immune response. Mm-hmm. You have one type that's more acute, so... And its main job is like to get rid of things after they've got in your butt. Like, let's say you have a virus or a bacteria or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's like sneezing, vomiting, like allergies. Expressive. Like that's part. Yeah. Yep. That is your first type defense. And to have the second type, which is more humoral or long-term antibody response, what you're trying to do whenever you do like vaccines and those kind of things, whenever to have that response be lifelong, you have to have a very strong first response, acute response first. And that's why, like, when you do get vaccines, you have to get boosters later on because you, whenever you have an attenuated virus or a dead virus or whichever it is, you don't build the type 1 response strong enough a lot of the time to have lifelong antibody response to that. Mm -hmm. So, like we were saying, with kids, to develop a strong, robust immune system they need to be exposed and they need to be able to fight through Mm -hmm. that first response to build antibodies for the rest of their life. I feel like it's like all suppression too. Once it does come like a virus, it's like Mm -hmm. lower the fever with Tylenol and do this and do that. It's such a big thing. Yeah. It, I noticed just from when I used to be sick or ill prior to even knowing any alternative and there's times, obviously, I fall, like, I have a cold or something like that, and I don't take anything for mm-hmm. it. I just let it run its course. And with how my body adapts now compared to how it was then because of chiropractic care and all the other things, like, I will get over something in literally 24 hours. Yeah. Like, yeah. the same exact sickness that my sister can have for an entire week and a half, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm already Bouncing over back. it. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I think fevers are such, like, a prime example because we talk about that in the practice all the time. Parents yeah. are coming in and they're like, I'm bringing my kid in to get adjusted. They're at a hundred degree fever. And I'm like, okay. 
and they're like, should I give Tylenol? I'm like, no, it's Let killing the, body the virus. Do its thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When Luca had roseola, he was like, what, 10 months old or 11 months old? Yeah. And he had 104.2 fever for going on four days. We were adjusting him multiple times a day. We were doing all the things, tinctures. And finally I called our family practitioner and I was like, hey, I want a second pair of eyes on this or a third pair of eyes, really. And he was like, no, you're doing all, everything you can. Take this other tincture and then adjust him again and just let the day roll through. And within a few hours, he finally broke it. Mm-hmm. And yep. it's like, you know, even as holistic parents, right, we still, there's times where you're like phoning a friend or calling in a practitioner and you're like, hey, is this normal? Am I overlooking something? And it's really nice to have that validation of like you're doing everything right. Mm-hmm. But it's like, in reality, the best things for them are rest and just supporting their body how you can. Yeah, mm-hmm. I will say with that, um, knowing because we say that a lot in the practice like everybody whenever a kid gets sick quote unquote sick we don't even really say they're sick anymore like Mm -hmm. we whenever you're sick you're expressing symptoms of health and healing Mm -hmm. right yeah and it looks like that like if you took the example of like if we all went out to lunch after this podcast and we all ate sushi downtown or whatever it is and you three got food poisoning afterwards Mm -hmm. and you're throwing up and you're super sick, but I'm perfectly fine, even though I ate the exact same poison you guys did, who's really the sick one? Mm -hmm. My body's so shut down Mm -hmm. that it can't even express or create a response to get rid of what's killing it. Yeah, true. That's good. Right? Heck yeah. Absolutely. Wow. There's so much to say on that. Yeah, (laughs) I know. Just just reframing the thought of what sickness is. And like, how about doing that to your kids? Yeah. Doing that for your children. When Isaiah's not feeling good, I'm literally like, this is what your body's made to do. Absolutely. Yes. Teaching them. Say that. You can literally say that to... Isaiah got the stomach flu two times in a row. He was like eight and nine months old. And I was like, well, this is not ideal, right? I mean, <laughs> dehydrated. He's obviously throwing up and pooping his pants and just not happy. Like a little lethargic, right? Um, and I literally did nothing. I made a little homemade mm-hmm. Pedialyte and let it be. But like... I literally told him at nine months old, like, this is what your body's made to do. Absolutely. It's getting something out that it didn't like, right? You, as the parent, has to change the conversation mm-hmm. about what it means to express mm-hmm. health, what yeah. it means yeah. to have an immune response. And that means you, as a parent, has to understand it. You have yeah. to know yeah. what it means to also be sick. So you take the parent, for example, that brings the kid in for the adjustment, and they're like, oh, my gosh, they have 102-degree mm-hmm. fever. They've been sick all night. Like, they were up all last night. They're tugging at their ears. And, yep. and, and they're frantic, anxious messes. So then, and you look at that kid, and they're like, yeah, I'm just, I'm sick. I'm, I'm sick. You know, whatever. Like, they, it's almost kids, like they're, they're protective. Become, yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then you take the parent, right, that's like, yeah, we, you know, we got a fever. You know, we're going to let them rest a little mm-hmm. extra. We're going to, you know get some good fluids in them and kind of just be laid back and chill. Yeah. And that kid literally fights that thing in 24, 48 so hours because Ooh. it's like nothing ever happened yeah. because yeah. that child understands what it means to truly fight illness because their parents told them. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I see that difference constantly. Oh. Yeah. COVID that, was a prime example well, I was of that say, too. This is a prime example of when you get sick. <laughs> <laughs> when I get sick? Only because Lacey says this to me every oh, like, single time. When am I ever sick, if she first ever, of all? It, It's rare. But if she does not feel very well, I tell her every time, it's like, don't even think about it. Yeah. It's all in just your head. 
it's all in your head. Okay. Like nothing even like, happened. Not in my head. Like every single time. Okay, because whenever I get sick, which is extremely rare now, coming from yeah. a very sick child, I was sick with yeah. ear infections every two to three months. I'm honestly shocked my mom never did tubes as yeah. conventional as she was. But it is. I get it gets your body hard for sure whenever you're not sick like that. But that's funny that you say that because I'm like thinking back the last time we were sick, like when Luca was gosh, five months old, six months old, and you got the stomach bug and you had to go to the ER. Yeah. And we could I remember that. <laughs> then it, I will say. You were sick for like four days. Stuff, well, yeah. When we're saying this, stuff, there is like 100%. lines in the sand though. Like yeah. no, yes, let your body, you need to let your body fight as much as possible. Then, then there's going to be points where there's a place for medicine and emergencies yeah. and that's where, what it's there for. Yeah. yeah. Right. It all Especially goes when back it comes to your kids. Yeah. And right. that's what I was going to say with COVID. Whenever my mom gave Luca COVID and he was six months at that time, she was sick for like 10 days, right? Yeah. Sick. She was moping around. And Luca was like within 24 hours. Was killed. killed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And she was like, how is he just like adapting so quick? And I'm like, well, because he's not thinking about negativity. Like yeah. you're yeah. hearing all over. So he doesn't watch CNN, bro. <laughs> and okay, let's calm it down. But no, it's like, it's one of those things that again, you're supporting their system and like teaching her how to support her system. As soon as she took my thoughts and was like, hey, let's do homeopaths. Let's do these things. She got better. Yeah. It just took her yeah. 10 days to give in. Uh, one other thing I want to say on the immune system, I read, uh, I've read this book, I have it in the office, I recommend it to every parent, is Raising Healthy Kids in mm -hmm. Spite of Your Pediatrician. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite things he says in that book is if your child doesn't look sick, yep. they're not sick. Absolutely. Yeah. So your kid's a got a thing. runny nose and they're this every five minutes, they're not fucking sick. Like yep. they're tugging at the ear, it doesn't mean they're sick. Like they might, they could have a 102 degree mm -hmm. fever and still be Running I mean, that was Luther when he had that 104. Like, he yeah. was just like, yeah. okay, chilling. Like, if your kid is not acting very unlike themselves, you most of the time have absolutely nothing to worry about. Yeah. And so I think as parents, we have to have mm -hmm. more faith in our children and their ability to get over yes. something mm -hmm. instead of immediately jumping to, well, shit. Got to go to the pediatrician. I got to mm -hmm. get an antibiotic. Yeah. Like, and, and one thing that's really triggering for parents, and I'm sure you guys can feel this. I mean, we've been parents to newborns. Mm -hmm. Like, it's hard to have a kid that doesn't sleep. Mm -hmm. For sure. You have a kid. <laughs> this is like a standard. I'm getting on a tangent, but this is something that pisses me off. You get on a tangent, or, well, I'm getting on a tangent. <laughs> you, you have a, a kid. They're doing good. Maybe they're starting to sleep a little better. Six, seven, eight, maybe ten months comes along is not sleeping good at night, mm -hmm. tugging on their ear, mm -hmm. um, runny nose, watery eyes, poops are kind of watery. It's like, I think they have an ear infection. Oh, like, oh man, I'm you glad know? you're touching on this. My biggest <laughs> annoyance on planet Earth because 99% of the time they are cutting a motherfucking tooth. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and sure. just the close proximity of teeth to, to the, the, ears, the ears. Like, and, and they're like, can you look in their ears? And I look. Literally, those ears are beautiful. Maybe they're a little red because guess what? We got a lot of inflammation going on around here. It's literally yeah. erupting a bone. Mm -hmm. The body's got to work mm -hmm. really hard. And and if you are a parent that's like, oh, this makes sense, and you're listening to this right now, think back. Your kid, I mean, with te with teething, can have watery poops, can have rashes. They can get di um, di diaper rash. Mm -hmm. They yep. can have watery eyes. They can have fever. so much drooling. Yep. yep. They can oh. have fevers. They can have runny nose. They can 
have fluid in their ears. It doesn't mean there's an infection mm -hmm. because there's so much fluid in the head because yep. you have to erupt a bone, right? Yep. So mm -hmm. it's a process that mimics an ear infection. Absolutely. And it oh, is yeah. the start of the ear infection cascade. Yeah. Like a parent sees these things mm -hmm. and all of a sudden it is, oh my gosh, my kid, my kid. They slept bad one night. Mm -hmm. oh, how, can I, how am I ever going to get through this? Yep. Yep. Shit, I got to go get the antibiotic. And guess what? They're going to get more teeth. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. So a couple months later. Same exact thing. Same thing. Yeah. Well, and it's so unfortunate or too, because I after, feel like a lot of pediatricians yeah. will just diagnose ear infections. Yeah, and some of them won't even look in the ear. Yep. And then their parents yeah. come in here and they're like, oh, they have an ear infection, double mm -hmm. ear infection. And I'm like, mm -hmm. double ear infection. let me look in there and I'll look in there and I'm like, really? So and then you clear. look like an idiot. Did your pediatrician like, no, look in there? I promise there yeah. is clear I remember one time we yeah. did take Luca. It was right around the rose yellow when we were figuring out he had yeah. and yeah. I was like oh his his ear looks a little red I'm gonna have doctor the doctor that we see um check in there and he was like no that's not what I would call an totally ear infection good. and I was like that to me I would be like oh that looks like an ear infection because mm -hmm. it was more red and more inflamed I was like oh there's validation okay yeah. Yeah. and so I'm like and that's the same 99 like, percent of the time have, it's they not have a infections. different a completely different infection like mm -hmm. he had yeah but it's it can mimic it those same things like mm -hmm. I see it a lot with like during the springtime with mm -hmm. allergies and stuff, especially babies, this is their first ever exposure to allergens. Yeah. Yes, they're gonna have a runny nose. Yeah, totally. Guaranteed. Normal. <laughs> because they're having, again, an immune reaction. They have to build the strength. Yeah. But if you lace them with allergy yeah. medicine yes. the yeah. first time, they never build it. And then guess what? Mm -hmm. They have to take that allergy medicine for the rest of their life yep. because their they never had it. Built up. Yep. Yeah. Um, Yikes. <laughs> just one. Well, and I would like to plug in too. <laughs> yeah, because has Isaiah ever been on antibiotics for anything? Yeah. Luca hasn't either. Mm -hmm. And I have talked to parents about that, and they're both two and a little bit more. Um, and pe there's some parents that are just like, I am, what? Yeah. What's the magic like trick? Bottle? And I'm like, well, there's no magic trick. We're just supporting the body, and I'm not rushing yeah. to the pediatrician all the time. Mm, yes. And they're well adjusted mm. and all the things. And it's like, it's just so amazing to me. Like, the things that we think is so normal yep. is not necessarily, you know, seen as a normal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. perfect, we forget that sometimes. Perfect example of a patient that she's been coming to us, I mean, even well before she was pregnant. And she got pregnant, you know, now she's got an 18-month-old. Mm -hmm. And it was probably like right after she turned one, and she was super, she was pretty concerned. Daughter had a pretty high fever, really, really having a hard time at night. It was like one or two nights in a row. And so she reached out to me on Instagram. It was a weekend. She's like, what in the world do I do? I am not taking this kid to the pediatrician. I really don't want to. And she is, you know, she is holistic. Mm -hmm. She doesn't vaccinate mm -hmm. her kiddo. She eats healthy foods. Mm -hmm. She, you know, she, she follows, she walks the walk. Her, yep. her kiddo gets adjusted. She gets adjusted. And so first of all, I was like, well, meet me at my house. I'll Check her, yeah. first of all. And then I gave her a couple of things to do. Go get some mullein oil. You know, let's like, you know, here's some essential oils you can try. You're probably going to have a hard night tonight. Mm -hmm. But tomorrow, if you can just wait it out, put yourself back yeah. in that newborn position where you're literally like, okay, maybe my baby sleeps with me tonight. My 18-month-old sleeps with me tonight. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm up every two hours. It's going to probably be a hard night, but tomorrow she'll be better. Yeah. And guess what? She was better yeah. tomorrow. Yep. And that mom, literally for the rest of parenthood now, will know to look from a different lens for Absolutely. an ear infection. She will never, she will never think, 
oh damn it, I gotta go. It takes one time. It takes Absolutely. one time to change your perspective on something. And to go back to the the ear infection thing too with a pediatrician, I love the quote like when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Mm-hmm. Because to a pediatrician, they take that otoscope, they have that one tool and that one way to validate whether it's an ear infection or not. And they look in that ear and they see a touch of redness. Oh yeah. They don't even have to see anything. No. They're trying to validate the parent because in that five to seven minute appointment they have with them, they know parents here because they want something. Mm-hmm. Yep. They want an antibiotic. They want they want something to help them get yep. to the next step here, right? And so they look in there and like, oh, yep, ear infection. But they don't know. Um, they almost don't know what a non-ear infection even. Absolutely, like. absolutely. They don't. That, that's that's when all you have is a hammer. Everything looks like a nail, and mm-hmm. that applies to so many different topics when it comes to medicine. Yeah, especially that. That was good. We were talking about the antibiotic thing. Like our kids have never had an antibiotic, mm-hmm. and that's really big because we are definitely knowing that in the last decade within science, the gut biome has become a huge thing, and antibiotics crush your mm-hmm. gut. And we know. 80 plus percent of your immune system, which we've been talking about, comes from that gut. And when you take an antibiotic, yes, it might kill the bad bacteria, but if you didn't know this and you're listening, it also kills the good stuff, which is your immune system. And that's where we were talking about, like in the last episode, there's a cascade effect that can happen from that, where, yeah, your kid actually might start getting ear infections after that when they might not have before. Yep. Because now Mm -hmm. they don't have an immune system to even fight the normal everyday viruses Mm -hmm. or bacteria. Not to mention how that does impact, like you said, the gut biome, also digestion. Yeah. All of a sudden, your yep. kid's constipated. All yep. of a sudden, your kid's dealing with diarrhea. eczema. Yeah, it's, yeah. So many things. it's so multifaceted. Yeah. Oh, that was some really good stuff. Long tangent. I was just staring at all <laughs> <Yeah>. of you guys. <laughs> just eyes wide open. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> Oh man! All You're right. You're gonna be such an equipped mom. In the I was future. just gonna say that. Literally, <laughs> just yes. gonna say that. Like, it's a lucky baby one day. Wow! <laughs> and Thank I will you. say before you say the next question, like we were saying earlier too, there is still a time and a place Absolutely. for antibiotics as, as well. Yep. Like, if you end up in the ER and they're like, "No, your kid has meningitis," right? Like, yeah. Boom! Back <laughs> you antibiotics. Like, yeah. Thank you. Yes, yeah. have to. But there's ways after. Yep. When it comes to like mm-hmm. probiotics and all those sort of things to rebuild that gut the way you're supposed to. Yep. That's good. All right. Let's move on. Um, what are the most common childhood conditions or issues that parents seek chiropractic care for? And can you share some personal testimonies from your time practicing? I mean, I feel like, like everything. Bunch, well, we just yeah. A handful of Immune right system, there. digestive system, behavior. Mm-hmm. Honestly, um, it's like alphabet soup. Literally, it's yeah. Like, yeah. And you know what is so true? Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure you guys have heard this before and maybe say it to patients, but like six, seven years ago, chiropractic was such the last resort. It, like mm-hmm. you would you would get these cases and you're like, oh, and now it's like people come for anything and everything yeah. because yeah. when you recognize the vastness of what the nervous system can Absolutely. do, like you literally are like, holy shit, like, you know, your kid not talking chiropractic yeah you're you know like I mean your kid's not walking chiropractic like yeah. I mean there are so many things you would literally mm-hmm. never think of yeah so it's like it's it's the freaking alphabet what you are some with of those ADHD, things ADD, think, OCD yeah. like <laughs> a lot a lot of that has come from the fact that for a long time since chiropractic was more back pain yeah. car wreck things for a long time until probably the last decade or so where the nervous system came back into play yeah. which is because we do do two major things. Like there is a structural side when it comes to pain Absolutely. disorders and those kind of things. And we totally. are super good at those. 
And then there's an entire side that the majority of the population don't know that we even deal with the nervous system in the brain mm -hmm. and we can affect it at a huge amount in the way the brain and the body talk to each other. And a lot of those things are you're talking about like autism, ADHD, immune issues, gut issues, growth and development issues or coordination, like all those things you normally wouldn't associate with that other side of chiropractic. You definitely associate them with the brain and the nervous system. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, and I tell every patient that comes in here, especially parents, I'm not here to treat any of these no. disorders. No, no. Like I am not going to get rid. If you have severely autistic child, I will not get rid of that autism mm -hmm. or ear infections or whatever it is. That's not my job. No. My job is to make sure we're trying to put you or your child or whoever it is in an environment where your body has the best chance to do what it's supposed to, which is heal and regulate itself. Yeah. And that's I think good, that's where yeah. a lot of those, like you're seeing a lot more of those diagnoses coming into chiropractors offices because they're realizing that fact too. It's, it's all like, connected. They're not here to treat my kid or get rid of these things, but man, if I could help them at least do the job they're supposed to at the best of their capability, why would I not use that tool? Yeah. Which is always amazing to me because the foundation of chiropractic, the origin, was really whole mm -hmm. body. I mean, um, when you look at the founders of mm -hmm. chiropractic and what they were actually working with was the nervous system. At that time, they weren't really yeah. calling it Massive. the nervous system. And then over time, I think it's important to talk about that. The reason why chiropractors are known for back pain was because of the insurance model. Mm -hmm. And then now they're starting to see phasing out of insurance and going more into whole body wellness and nervous system and all of that too. And because let's just face it, chiropractic poses a threat. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Oh, I mean, sure. we, yeah. they, it's tried, they've tried to dissolve it more times That's than we can That's what I was just about to say. That was probably yeah. the reason why that was, that totally. model was set up. Absolutely. Yeah. There's no money in healthy people. Yeah. yeah. Chiropractic makes healthy people. Yeah. Yep. So it's unfortunate. Um, uh -oh. Really quickly, I want to pull up some stats because I just did a workshop on Thursday night, and these are the newest and most updated stats on, like, some behavioral stuff going on with kids since COVID. Ooh. So ADHD and behavioral problems in kids range from 10 to 15% in climbing. That used to be, like, 7 to 8%. Anxiety was 11.6% of kids pre-pandemic. It is over 20%, 20.5%. 20. Listen to this in depression. Went from 85 to 25.2% of kids. Wow. So it's literally one in every four children. This is only children. children? Just children. Just, Just kids. children. And this is post-pandemic. So this is wow. literally, it took three years to get our kids here. And I think the crazy thing about that too, just to a little side tangent, you try to get a kid into... A psychiatrist, a psychologist, a counselor, it's a year freaking mm -hmm. waiting list. Mm -hmm. It yeah. is insane. Because and, and what does that say? Doesn't it we shouldn't get more psychiatrists, we should figure out how the exactly. to get them out yeah. of those offices. Yeah, exactly. Um mental illness in kids is now one in six and climbing rapidly, and then autism. So this was actually before the CDC released their newest data, which is one in 36. But even when it said one in 44 kids, um, that was a 241% increase since 2000. Insane. Whoa. If you're a parent right. and you're listening to this and you're not asking yourself what is causing that, <laughs> yeah. I can guarantee you that it is not that they are just finding out how to diagnose. Yeah, no. absolutely. That is the well, biggest not. bullshit answer I have heard yeah. to date. I'm well, like, we know no. There's, there's, 
research no. that shows no. that we're not no, no, no. better egg diagnosing. Yeah. It's it's an actual increase. And did you oh, I man. mean, if you listen to the Joe Rogan and RFK Jr. podcast at all, they talked about that. And, yeah. and, and um RFK Jr. brought up an awesome post or comment where he said I didn't grow up. I didn't know one autistic I know. kid no. in yeah. my class. I asked and my I mom that question. She was like, I don't never. even, I didn't even know what that was, never. barely. Well, even when we yeah. grew up, we, yeah. there was, like, yeah. we had maybe like genetic, like Down syndrome yeah. or yeah. something like yeah. that. But you did not have autistic mm-hmm. kids not in our schools. Mm-hmm. And we're only 30, 31, 32, whatever totally. it is, right? Yeah. It's just wild. I um, feel like even me, I'm a little bit younger and I don't even feel like I. Yeah. I small cases of like ADHD, those kinds of things I was yeah. seeing in high school mm-hmm. and maybe lower, but man, not like today's not full age. Blown no autism with a helmet. And, and, we, yeah. and we have kids that are like, I mean, they are devastated. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we have kids killing themselves and they're, yeah. they're, they're 12, they're 13. Mm-hmm. We have kids blowing up and shooting up schools and they're 14 and 15. We have children literally like, completely destroying their lives and the lives of others and and it's not their it's not their fault it's this trash world we live in i'm sorry and it's like that nobody wants to take accountability and do the damn research to see what's really going on here i feel like nobody's having those conversations or wanting to pivot and figuring out like why and but what they can do better yeah i do feel like i will say post-covid has opened a lot of people's eyes yeah i mean we take care of a lot of healthcare workers, like I mentioned in the last episode, especially with one of the hospitals being right here. I've even noticed a huge shift in most of their mindset mm-hmm. and like the things that they want to talk about more mm-hmm. and the things that they're seeing in this practice versus in the hospital it's, system. Yeah. And it's like, that is a complete game changer. And I yeah. do think we continue to having these conversations and especially as parents, like not giving up, especially if you notice something in your child to figuring out like, well, what, what's the missing link mm-hmm. and what's the underlying cause? Yeah. Cause it could not just be one thing. Yeah. It totally. could be. Well, I think things. after COVID you had a lot of, um, just people in general and parents as well, just get the okay to question. Mm-hmm. Cause before okay. it was like, yes, you yeah. just went to the doctor or the pediatrician or whatever, whatever they said, like they know they're, they're informed. Mm-hmm. They'll make the decision for us. And then during COVID, you flat out seen lies. Yeah. Not from pediatricians, but for, from that, from the medical realm, mm-hmm. flat out lies mm-hmm. about what to do and how to do it. And then we've seen that happen. And I think people lost a lot of trust in that mm-hmm. world. Yeah. When before, if you were going against that realm, then you were just a crazy conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And then, but yeah. now it's like, oh no, that's a real <laughs> thing. Like sometimes especially when the government's involved, they don't have our best interests in mind. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'm like, think of all the old, like, I've seen ads of, like, the craziest things, like, tobacco for pregnant women, like, way back in the day. Like, 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 and, and, like, all of the dumbest things. And then, like, I don't know, maybe it's just the older generations. I'm like, you still believe that everything they recommend is for our best interest? Why would you think that? Mm -hmm. Like, and why is it not okay to just, question something yeah, like more. literally think logical thinking like let us just think especially considering the basis of science yeah, yeah. questioning, yeah. questioning. You, literally science is forming a hypothesis and yes testing absolutely it. and yeah. now we're being told by via signs we put on our front you know our front like <laughs> wand that like just trust the science i believe yeah. in science well 
you don't know what science you're to believe in because you're literally just choosing to believe what somebody is telling you. That's not science. Well, and I think social media, I mean, social media has been around for freaking forever. And a lot of people were opening up about the censorship. Now we have mm-hmm. fact checkers, and it's like, yeah. okay, well, where are these fact checkers yeah. getting their facts what? off like, Google? Like, yeah. come on. No, yeah. that ain't it either. Literally. I am so censored. So glad we are past that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> For the most part. For the most part. Oh my yeah. God. What's coming, though? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I do think that, you know, with, with everything, I think Back people have definitely. Um, you know, they if something else does arise right mm-hmm. in the future, they are more equipped to be like, okay, let's question this. Totally, yeah. they have yeah. an understanding I of that. You'll see a completely different approach. Absolutely. If, if we were to have a second pandemic, which we probably will in the next three to five Hope, years, twenty twenty five. Hopefully, there would be yeah. a different approach. Yeah. Yeah. I would hope so. Fall if not, twenty twenty four probably. <laughs> but um, I think the approach will be drastically different. It's yep. going to be pretty Hopefully. much the and opposite of what we did yeah. the first and time. And it has yeah. to be. Yep. And yeah. I think it's because so many people did have their eyes open to that we did it completely backwards last time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So totally. that's, do we want to talk about, we have just a few more minutes. Um, yeah. Just quickly talk yeah. about some of like some life-changing stories that we've yeah. seen in the practice. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. That you works. Start? Yeah. I'll share one. We literally just, I mean, because we just did our perfect storm and we've got some awesome stories coming out right now but um one of our little girls and this is a cool story because both of her parents are medical doctors so this was a reach (laughs) to get her in Mm -hmm. um but she is a i want to say she's eight um and this is specific to kiddos i don't right Yeah. yeah okay so um she's eight and i remember her mom coming in she didn't release what her profession was right that didn't come up but um in the new patient it was i mean just tears streaming down the mom's face like I just don't know where I went wrong I don't know what I what I've done um her main issue was sensory so a ton and I don't know about you guys but sensory stuff is one of my favorite things Mm -hmm. to see because it is truly like quality of life like absolutely this little girl I am not lying to you one outfit she would wear every single day Mm -hmm. fleece top fleece pants um and it was maroon, like it had to match. And she had one pair of sandals she would wear. Dead of winter, thick of summer, no didn't matter. No socks. And if you don't know what it means to have sensory integration issues, um, basically you got, you're having a hard time feeding your brain all that good information, right? So it, it begins to seek out or becomes avoidant of that information. And so for her, she was very sensory avoiding. Um, and so she literally could not even fathom putting on any outfit that was not this outfit if it felt different if it laid on her different if it hugged her legs too tight if it was too baggy um socks felt like they were literally like choking her ankles mm-hmm. um yeah and if you don't know what sensory information would be it's like yeah. what your brain's perceiving totally. as reality yeah right like this, so putting on a sock the feeling of the totally. sock coming to your brain is that sensory mm-hmm. input. totally yes that perception um uh couldn't let glasses sit on her face um nothing could be done to her hair um her the mom would basically have to force her to at least brush it once a week um so this little girl is i mean devastated right she she can't do anything and then of course it's like no sport no sleepovers nothing because she anything that's different than her normal is a complete and utter loss of normalcy for her um 
Anyway, this she started six months ago. She's through her care plan. She just finished. And literally this little girl, after maybe three months, she came in one time in yoga pants and we were like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. What the hell are you wearing? You mm-hmm. know? And every day was a different outfit. And they took a trip to Maui and she had a, a freaking wardrobe. And this little girl, like she puts her hair in she oh gets gosh. cute glasses. She, she's got Converse. She wears yeah. socks. I mean, her entire life has changed. And she had some other things, too. Like, I mean, obviously a ton of anxiety that comes with sensory stuff. Um, and then she also had a lot of, like, urine holding. And then she would, like, just pee randomly in mm-hmm. places. And just and she was very, very disorganized. Yeah. Her nervous system was just so disorganized. And she has taken, like, such a complete 180 that her parents are literally, like, I don't get it. Because, I mean, they get it, right? But they, they, it's it's so far from the medical model that they both are, are in every single day. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it's it, it's the coolest success story we have, like, right now, um, presently, because of the massive impact it's made on that little girl's life. And then the parents actually, even being M- yeah. MDs mm-hmm. and being so indoctrinated in that world, actually have referred so many people to yeah. us and so many kids. Um, and so it's cool to see that ripple effect. So that's Layla's story. That's awesome. Um, one of my favorite stories. <laughs> on that part. Yeah. One of my favorite stories was he was one of our first patients, mm-hmm. and their family still comes, and um, they've been in wellness for a long time. But he, I mean, when I say one of our first, it was like maybe the second mm-hmm. kid that we saw come in. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. And um, I'll never forget. At that time, we didn't have any front desk. It was just me and Dr. Colton. And Dr. Colton stepped in the back with mom, was talking, and I was in the playroom with him. And he started drawing these intricate guns on the chalkboard. And I was like, oh, these are so interesting. And he had them named and labeled and all of this stuff. And I I didn't realize that mom was telling Colt that he was angry all the time. He couldn't sleep because he was um, deathly scared that someone was going to come in and murder their entire family. He was, what, seven at the time? Five? Somewhere around there. I think seven. Yeah. Um. She was like, she actually was doing research on ADHD, and that's how she found us, was she watched, um, we did a workshop online, a virtual workshop called The Perfect Storm, and she watched that when we first were opening up, and she could not wait to get him in, and she just really asked you a lot of questions, and was like, I'm not really sure, I know about research of this, and the brain development, and all of this, but there's something deeper with mental health that he's experiencing that I don't know how to help him with. And just, like, watching him in the playroom and, like, the things that he was saying and the things that he was talking about. I mean, at the time, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, is this safe to even be in this room with this child? I mean, fast forward, what, six months later? Completely night and day different child. He could sleep through the night. He was watching, like, happy video games or whatever. He wasn't, like, wanting. He wasn't thriving on, like, killing and suicidal stuff and murder mystery, all of that stuff. He was, I mean, she was like, he smiles for pictures now. He looks totally different in color. Um, and she wrote a long post one time and she said, I'll never, it gives me like goosebumps thinking about it because she said, you guys changed my life so much. I thought that he was going to be that kid that shot up a school. <gasps> and <laughs> it always makes me so emotional because I'm like, <sighs> I can't imagine yeah. his life without chiropractic. But yeah, yeah, that was like one of the biggest. That like, was like our second patient yeah. ever. Which is fucking awesome. Pretty cool. Especially being a parent now, you're like, holy shit. Yeah, literally. Yeah. 
So yeah. So now he's talking to thriving and now we're all crying. Into high school now and it's crazy <sighs> because I'm in middle school and yeah. he's like totally different kid. I mean, he's yeah. smiling all the time. He's so happy. He like was so scared to get adjusted on the open and then yeah. completely like running to the table, him and his little sister. And so it just changed the trajectory of his life. Yeah. But it was just wild for the mom to put that together. Yeah. And it's crazy, like not all of them have to be that dramatic no. yeah. either. Like no. you have those crazy stories in the practice but then some of my favorite are the people that come in that are like they truly are pretty healthy like they don't have issues going on and all those things and then you can still find extra levels in their health that they didn't know existed Mm -hmm. like you can level up one two three times where they didn't have symptoms they didn't have Mm -hmm. anything going wrong but then now they're living an exponentially better life yeah. 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 and they didn't even know it existed. Yeah. Those are some of my favorite stories. Too. I love those Absolutely. too. I and our really like little cool. forms that we ask, ask it's like health changes, physical changes. And we just had this girl this week fill out, fill it out. And she came in for something totally different and then was writing in all of the additional things. She was like, I've actually had no allergies. I have had not a single migraine since I've came in. And I feel like that's the beauty of it is you, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm thinking of the TikTok that you did a long time ago. I'm sorry, <laughs> you like dancing, and it's like you come oh in for gosh, chiropractic yes. for one thing, <laughs> and you like end up discovering an entire different yes. like, and it's just beautiful because that's majority of the stories of people that walk in and out the doors, totally. at least here, yeah. and I'm sure oh, where yeah. you are too. Yeah, yeah. we have a, a really cool one that happened. I'm only sharing this because I don't know she might be having her baby now, but we took <laughs> care. We started this mom and dad, and they have. Five children, and I was like, no, none of them. Okay, now they all get adjusted. Yeah. Thank goodness. But the mom and dad had started, and it was like <laughs> maybe a month into this mom's care plan, she comes in and she literally goes, just wondering, can chiropractic do anything to like cycle? And I was like, yeah. And we touch yeah. on these things, right? Yeah. It's just in 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 the new patient, you ask those questions, and some people like they just have such a painful past and parts of their stories that they don't want to share. Mm-hmm. And so we hadn't known this about this mom. She has five kids, but they wanted more, and they tried, and they had three miscarriages. And she just kind of like wrote it off, like I'm never having another baby. It is what it is. And she goes, I ovulated. Like I haven't ovulated in, in since I had my my last baby, and I was like, oh. Awesome. Yeah, you know, we go and dive into that. Yeah. It's awesome. Two weeks later, she's like, I'm fucking pregnant. Oh, my, oh my God. You know, so she's like going to yeah. have her baby like any day oh now. Oh, my God. Awesome. It is crazy, right? She yeah. literally came yeah. in. She's like, I've got yeah. mom's dress. I've got, a, I've got some anxiety. I have some neck pain. Yeah. And she got like this sweet little miracle baby. Yep. Oh, yeah. I will say that subject right there. Yeah. Could dude, be one on its own. Episode if, oh, three. Yes. If, yes. But honestly... We have so many moms that come in here mm-hmm. that either have cycle issues or just hormone issues in general, mm-hmm. but that have been told you'll never have a child. Ooh, and then, boom, yep. kid. Yep. Like, within totally. six months. Yep. One of Easily. our testimonials on the wall. Well, like, wow. And I yep. say that all the time because we'll, we're, we're pretty close to downtown Tulsa, and we'll drive through, and that's where our um, fertility center is, like right here off of 15th Street. And every time I look at that building, I'm like, I want to shut that mother yeah. down. <laughs> I want to shut that thing down because – that is a huge issue yeah, in our yeah. world right now that is unbelievably expensive. Oh, yeah. Well, and everything that we talk about in this Next to episode, no results, usually. Yeah. yeah. Is the same exact thing going into adults. Like, being cautious of what you're using on your body. 100%. Like, all of yeah. the things that we've talked about. 
goes hand in hand with adults. Yeah. And that's why we're seeing these factors show up. I also up. feel like with hormones, not to go down too big of a tangent, but the thing about it that gets me, it really grinds my gears, is like it's, they do the same shit to every person. Yep. Yeah, every single person You try, let's try these couple different things, and if that doesn't work, IUI, and then that, we'll do IVF. Yeah. Just that casual 20 What's diagnosis? Yeah. Diagnosis yeah. is right. the same thing in kids. Like, whenever Science. kids come in, yeah. and it's like ADHD, like, it's almost like parents in today's society are clinging to a diagnosis. 100%. Like, oh, my kid's um, acting yeah. out. They have ADHD. Mm-hmm. They have behavior issues. They have OCD. They have autism. Like, what? they're on the spectrum. Like, I hear that. I'm like... No, let, let your kid just be a kid. Mm-hmm. We don't have to diagnose every single child. Yep. And also the process of not diagnosing does put ownership back on the parent. And I know that that sounds harsh and maybe hard to listen to and mm-hmm. hear, but like it really does. It means that you can't just default onto that diagnosis, but yeah. instead you maybe have to really dig deeper and try and find answers that you haven't found yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. I think that'll... parenting is hard. <laughs> and, like, um, yeah. It is. But it's rewarding at the same time. Oh, yeah. I will say on a happy note, a lot of the families that come in here, I was getting my hair done yesterday, and one of our practice members came in with her twins, and her, she's almost two now, and the girl that was doing my hair, she was like, oh my gosh, they're so good, the twins are so good, your, you know, oldest girl is so good, and she was like, I know, and she's like, you're just blessed, and she's like, no, they're actually weirdly well-adjusted by Dr. Lacey, and she was like, honestly, they're, they never deal with anything, and they're now, like, five months, but she's like, they never deal with anything that you probably, like, hear as a common Mm -hmm. thing, but she's like, the only thing that I did differently, and she had a C-section and all of that with the twins, and she's like, the only thing I did differently this time around was I started getting everyone adjusted. The two babies that I'm around the most are Luca and my friend's baby, and they're the two healthiest babies I've ever been around. Calm, Sometimes, you know, Luca. Cool, <laughs> Sometimes you know, but like a great, calm, like Luca was a great baby, like yeah. just yeah. all the things. And my mom's always like, how are they like that? And I'm like, that's mm-hmm. exactly, it's because they get adjusted. They They're have regulated. a regulated nervous system. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. Yeah. Yeah. And it even goes back into what we were talking about earlier, like regulated parents, regulated mm-hmm. nervous system. Yep. Like clear and connected life. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. And the prettier, Hashtag and the prettier you're like, kids are pretty. <laughs> They're pretty cute. It's so funny. I will I say, joke about that we in talk the about this all the time. Like, and I'll say it to our pregnant moms. I'm like, you'll have a cute baby, guaranteed. 100%. We don't have ugly babies. In <laughs> That's so true. He always does say that. We don't have ugly babies. And like, even just like the the kids. Yeah. <laughs> cute like yeah, little cute. wellness Cairo kids like yeah. they're the cutest yeah. their head shaped is perfect yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right guys well yeah. we wrapping it so up fun. We wrapping it. thank you again really part Thanks, two Sadie. for Heck staying yeah. for a little longer so we could finish yeah maybe I'll get another jet ride back up yeah yes. <laughs> maybe so absolutely <laughs> all right guys well see you back for episode six wow, wow look at that Woo, flying by Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to the Free Your Frequency podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we can't wait for you to hear the next. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms at Free Spirit Chiropractic and be sure to subscribe to our channel so you never miss an episode. See you next time.